Welcome to Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. We will say it right now, right at the beginning. We are talk talking Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Spoilers here in just a couple of minutes. So if you have not seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, go see it. It's still worth seeing your money. Even if the top row of your screen doesn't really love it, uh, the bottom row of your screen does. And we will talk a lot more about that. But first and foremost, from Nerdy Girls After Dark and the Nerd Emporium, Sarah, how are you tonight? I think you're on mute, Sarah. Go ahead and unmute yourself. There we go. I think after two years in a pandemic, I would get the, the mute button. Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing well. It was a long day, so I'm excited to talk nerdy stuff. I Yeah, it has been a long... Like I don't know if it was the lunar eclipse last... I don't know what it is. That full moon, something's going on. There is something in the air. Alex from Comics and Cinema Podcast, and often of Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I, I will advise as well. According to my wife, uh, Mercury is in retrograde too. So um, there's a lot, a lot of energies going all over the place. So just buckle up and hang tight. It'll be over soon. I have no idea what that sense. means, but okay. Kevin from Earth's Mightiest Weirdos Instagram, the Earth's Mightiest Minute. I really love that content and thank you so much for partnering with us on getting it out there. Kevin, how are you today? I'm doing good. Happy to uh, expand upon my little section of the Strange Sunday that we did last week. Uh, yeah, it was already last week. Wow. Yeah, that's just yeah. seems so long ago. But uh, uh, yeah, happy to expand on that because I know as we were doing it then, we were like, oh, God, we're running into uh, David's time. And we obviously didn't want to do that. So glad we can spend a whole episode talking about it. The decision was made between Alex and I with an unspoken agreement at the time that we knew we needed to expand on the entire 838 universe and it's getting its full episode getting its due today we're very excited about that not a lot of world or news in the world of marvel um there are unconfirmed at this time however um unconfirmed from a disney website in the uk uh, that we will be getting she hulk in august august 17th if i remember correctly sarah you are nodding vigorously you cannot wait for she hulk i'm i'm so excited she's she's one of my top 3 marvel heroines so of all time so i'm very very stoked who's your third my third oh yeah, i, I think first is but they're all third? tied for number one um oh, okay. it's not yeah no no they're not tied for number one sarah you can give the full spot to natasha romanoff yeah uh, okay yes <laughs> natasha romanoff um jennifer walters jessica drew oh yes okay, cool. yes yes all all of that yes <laughs> Where do we think we'll get Jessica Drew? Not in a in a Sony co-production. Uh, I know. Yeah. I know. yeah. But she's got to be coming at some point soon. But she's coming in, uh, in Across the Spider-Verse. She'll be uh, Issa Rae, I think, is voicing her in that, I think. What? I knew I just Issa Rae was some... doing it, but I don't know if... I didn't know if... I didn't know it was Jessica Drew. Yeah, she's Jessica... She's going to be as an alternate universe Jessica Drew. I'm yeah. Oh, that. that's so exciting. Oh, my God. I yeah. just found that out. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Breaking news here on Earthwise Weirdos for Sarah. <laughs> nice. Um, Alex, She-Hulk, where are you at on this? I'm super excited. Uh, <laughs> after, uh, after Now that Moon Knight's gone, it's my most anticipated show. Um, and I only say that because Miss Marvel we know is already coming out. So most anticipated, unconfirmed show at this point. Um, looking forward to it. I'm really excited. I'm excited to see, I think it was in that too, that it seems like they're kind of following the comic storyline of how she gets her powers, which is interesting because 
I, they're calling it a comedy, and I could easily see that alone being so hilarious. Of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come donate blood. No way, I got you got my powers. That's crazy. <laughs> like that'd be really funny. <laughs> I just picture the show being like like an episode of The Office, you know, like just in and out of the office scene in the courtrooms and and everything that comes with that. We do mm-hmm. know um, that uh, what is her name from The Good Place? Jamila Al Jamil. Oh yeah, yep. Um, is in that show in an unconfirmed role. Um, I think we it's know Titania, I believe. Titania. Oh, yeah. Titania. Oh, yeah. That'll be okay. cool. Yeah. So it is confirmed she's Titania. Then okay, mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I think uh, she confirmed it somehow. Like okay. it's like really she did a it. Yeah. Hashtag or something. Kind of like. Yeah. Kind of like what's her name that's playing Cassie Lang, like mm-hmm. Stature, and then had to take Stature away. Yeah. Um. So She Hulk in August. That actually the whole August release timeline i'm getting i'm getting kind of bothered because people keep talking about how secret invasion is coming out this like in 2022 and nobody has ever said that and everybody keeps running with secret invasion sometime this year like if she hulk's really coming out in august that kind of clears the path for secret invasion october november time frame mm-hmm. now from Early a disney Plus standpoint i've already expressed my concerns that obi-wan kenobi and miss marvel have an overlap that uh, that that gives me a sense that maybe they're not super confident in Miss Marvel being able to carry subscriptions. She-Hulk, we don't know, but we know Disney Plus has to fit in Andor and potentially Mandalorian season three. It has not yet been confirmed to come out in December either, but it would make a lot of sense if we've got to find a spot for Secret Invasion in there too. Like this is a good problem for Disney Plus to have, but like we'll see. But Obi Wan Kenobi is going to carry subscriptions. Maybe Miss Marvel won't. We'll see on She-Hulk if it's going to overlap with anything. But there will just... probably be people who are not Star Wars fans who are Disney fans or who are Marvel fans yeah, and cool. vice versa. I mean, personally, I love that they're overlapping because then I get two shows that I get mm-hmm. to watch every day versus uh, one. I, I'm i going to put out into the ether. I have no clue how I'm going to survive next weekend. Um, I I have a very busy weekend at work for Memorial Day. Top Gun Maverick comes out, which I am absolutely stoked for. Like Top Gun is in my top 10 favorite films of all time. Obi-Wan Kenobi drops two episodes. I also have to keep up with the news that's happening at Star Wars Celebration. Yes, I'm still very much upset that I'm not going to Star Wars Celebration. Stranger Things drops five episodes. Like that entire weekend is an absolute monster. Um, So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. So but lots of, of good problems to have after we went through that content desert there for a little while. Yeah. Well, let's took, get into go ahead, sir. I just I took that whole week off. I'm I'm going I'm sorry, Brian. I'm going to Disneyland. And I'll I'll be there for Star Wars celebration. I'll send you pictures. I will send you pictures and I will bring you souvenirs. Um but Ooh, I, <laughs> but um I'm I'm Oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. Disneyland, week yeah. off, content. So excited. So excited. Yeah, it's okay. Just trying I'm, to connect the dots there. Yeah, I'm 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 just excited for all the all the good stuff coming out. I love Disneyland so much. You get to go to Avengers Campus. I've never been there. I know, programming I so bad. Programming note for Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. We do know next Monday we are going to do some sort of game night. Um our family feud was a success the last time we want to try to do family feud again next Monday. Um Sarah's finding out about it now. Alex is finding out about it now. We're looking to do an Agents of Field Comics and Cinema team versus the Nerdy Girls After Dark. Ooh. That's kind of our hope, but more to come on that. Okay. We will, be, we will be taking Memorial Day off. Weirdos hasn't been off since 
2022 started, I don't think. So we are going to take Memorial Day off, and then we will come back on June 6th with a Miss Marvel preview right before it uh, debuts, and Sarah and Kevin and Mark from This Diz Life will be joining us. Mark and Sarah will be fresh off of their Disneyland trips. It sounds like Sarah may or may not be able to join us that night anymore. Nope, I, I absolutely will. And I just remembered what I was going to say. I took that whole week off of work, and I'm glad I did because of all that content coming out. Perfect. So Sarah, Kevin, and Mark will all join us to talk about Avengers Campus and the Marvel nerds dream that is Avengers Campus. I will be the one doing the interviewing because <laughs> I have never been there, but the other three will have yeah. just gone. I'm so excited for Sarah and Mark to go and yes. get to experience it. Cause, uh, You've been back about a month now, right? Uh, Yeah, literally. Yeah, it's been about a month. And uh, yeah, it was a quick tease. It was it was amazing. It was so amazing. And yeah, we'll definitely get into it on June 6th on Earth's My Spirits. I bet Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind would have fit in just perfect. But It I, probably would. I'm but I'm also excited for that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it again. Talking Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness spoilers. If you have not seen the movie, go ahead and get out now. I will give you that time. Well, I panicked, but then I handled it. All right, so let's get into it. We are talking about everything that happened in the 838 universe. We're not going to spend a lot of time on Pizza Papa. It was fine. It was Bruce Campbell. Welcome to the show. We knew you were coming. Um, first, before we get into anything else, Alex, what did you make of the... I think the whole it didn't make a ton of sense other than reintroducing the fact that Christine gave him the watch and then we got more of America Chavez is that was where this is important. But we looked into the past of of these two characters by standing on this memory bank thing. Um, it introduced us to to America's moms and how she discovered her powers. She just has her powers when she gets scared and it opens up a portal and she got scared by a bee of all things, which I mean. Makes a lot of sense. But Alex, did you make anything of this other than kind of just exposition giving us what we needed to know about the watch in America? Yeah, I think I think this was a really great Rick and Morty-esque way of giving exposition while being cool about it. Because you can always just have somebody sit there and tell you about what happened to their parents or or how you got this watch. But the fact that it was like you have an actual machine that, you know, scans your brain and shares the memory was a great way of kind of showing a chosen memory for each of them. And I thought they were both important because that watch plays a huge factor in the movie. And so obviously we knew Christine gave him the watch, uh, but we didn't know when or like what the situation was. And I, I, I really loved that scene just because I got really emotional the first time. I His was the Wi-Fi. Oh, there we go. Did Sorry. I get cut out? Just for a second. Yours was the Wi-Fi I wasn't as worried about, but you're good. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I, I was just saying I got super emotional when I saw, just saw them at the table before it even got to the scene. Cause I was like, oh no, like what? What is what is this memory that he's chosen to kind of showcase? And so I, I thought it was great. I wonder how it chooses the showcase. I'd honestly love to see what would happen if I stepped on it. Well, what's the first thing you would want to remember, Brian? Whatever it is that you just thought of in your head, that's what is going to pop up on the screen. Like it probably scans your brain and whatever comes top of mind. Like don't think of an elephant. Like everyone would pop up with an elephant sort of thing. The day the new Avengers Discord was formed. Sarah? There you go. How about how about you, Sarah? Did you make what did you make of the 838 universe in general? Well, actually, I'm sorry. Sarah, yep. what are your thoughts on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? You were unable to join us on um Strange Sunday. Um, so the world doesn't know where you stand on this film. 
Uh, I neglected to ask you before, and I apologize. I, no, that's okay. I am, I guess, in the minority on this one. I was not a fan. I gave it a solid two out of ten. Ooh, that's lower than I would have gone. Wow. Yeah, I just, I really was not a fan. I, 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 I don't like when you build up my expectations about a, a particular thing. And then subvert those expectations by uh, taking it away really quickly. Um, so, and I just, I, uh, as a whole, I didn't see how it, it just didn't feel like it fit into the MCU. Not just because it was a different genre. I am all for different things. I love the Eternals. Um, so I just, I didn't see how it fit into the MCU. I, I I don't I don't agree with everything that you're that you're saying. And we're gonna talk when you talk about introducing something, building up expectations, and then removing it very quickly. We are going to talk a lot about that yes. tonight. Um, but there was there was a lot that just that just didn't work for me, namely the character of Wanda Maximoff um, and the decisions that she made and being influenced by a book that then got destroyed and then she doubled down on her on her decisions. Um, I wouldn't go I wouldn't go two. I would go four and a half to five. I, I comfortably rank it in the bottom three of the MCU for, for me. Um, See, that's where it's at for me. I had super high expectations also for America, just because we knew that she was coming and I'm a, I'm a big America fan. And um, I just, it felt like her intro to the MCU was just a little bit shortchanged. I just, it wasn't super deep for me. I know Kevin, you and I talked about this, that they'll, they'll dig deeper going forward. Um, but I just, I really wanted her origin to be better than this. I do expect an announcement at D23 in August of America Chavez, the series um, on Disney plus where we're going to explore a lot more of the, of that character uh, searching for her, her parents, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Alex, specifically as it relates to America Chavez, what say you? Did I know you're a big fan of that character as well. Did you feel that her introduction was maybe just a little bit shortchanged? Anthony's biggest complaint is we just never even got a tease to it. Um, but regardless. No, you and I, I think, Sarah, it's totally fair. I think the the your thoughts towards the film, because, again, I feel like I've had that happen to me with certain movies too, and I, I can't think of any right now, but I know I've had it where, like, went in with really high expectations for it, especially for characters I really liked, and it didn't pan out. And so honestly, like I, I can't even put an argument to any of the things you're saying because they're all personal things, right? They're all like based on what you thought, which I can't change your mind that way. So I, I had very little expectations for the film, only in the sense that I've been really trying to train myself to not have them because of that reason. And this one was tough because I knew a lot of, we knew a lot of that stuff, right? We yeah, knew the all those trailers was coming. They advertised Captain Carter. And I asked, yes. I, I don't know if you saw the episode, Sarah, but I got spoiled on a YouTube ad that I couldn't skip that I was it managed to say Illuminati show professor X's chair and Captain Carter's shield. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. And even then I tried kind of forgetting about it. And so to me, I almost really, that's what one of the reasons I really liked that scene. Because I was like, good, I'm glad I didn't get my expectations up because all these people are gone now. Um, but yeah, so like even with America, I was cool with it because I, I thought that's the same thing. As, and, and you talk about it too, and you think about first appearances, right? Uh, when is the first appearance of any character been in their own story? 
It never is. Like you think of like uh, Kamala showed up or Kamala showed up in the Captain Marvel series. Um, America showed up in what was that Vengeance series or something like that. Like they all. So this was like her quick first appearance, and we're gonna get way more coming up in the future. And so for what we got, I, I was happy with it. But I mean, they did a great job with Monica in Wandavision. Yeah, and they actually they also had way more time to to devote well, to her um, over you know nine episodes. That see, and that would have been great had, had America showed up in say WandaVision, which would have kind of aligned in a weird way, right? Since it ended up in Doctor Strange, you would have gotten more character development. But because it's a movie, you're you're seeing the differences now between what's possible in a film and what's possible in a TV format. Yeah, and I'm sure they are too. Yeah, that's you're, a good point. You're saying this now, like if she had popped up even in the post credit scene of, of WandaVision and I had, I had a year and a half to, to come to grips that, Hey, Wanda, like the dark hold is actually having this very negative effect that she's actually going to start killing people and, and stuff after this girl, like that would have been kind mm -hmm. of fun. Mark, Mark brings up a question says, have you seen the Easter egg that Wanda killed Mordo mm -hmm. in the six one six? I have not seen the Easter egg. I've seen the rumors that he was, that was how he was originally going to be in the film. And that's how yeah. we discovered Wanda was the villain. But Kevin, what Easter egg is Mark talking about here? I think he's talking about this uh, this supposed alternate ending, or excuse alternate me, alternate ending. opening of right. the film, which was uh, saw our six one six Mordo from the end of the first Doctor Strange, who's going around looking for all to reclaim the magic of the world, and he would have gone to the farm with where Wanda is, essentially what Doctor Strange did, and um, but Wanda would have like killed him like right off the bat, and then. Um, uh, so we would have that would have started the the film, and we would have like known instantly that Wanda's like the villain, and then it would have transitioned to America and Defender Strange in the Gap Junction, uh, which is how the the film started, you know. So some somewhere along the line, that either was deemed unnecessary to the story they wanted to tell, or they thought they had something better to do with Mordo. But I mean, when we're in the eight three eight universe, and Strange sees the eight three eight Mordo, he says, "Oh, this." in my universe this Mordo has been going around trying to kill me. And I think I was reading that in this scene, it would have hinted at like what this Mordo had been doing. Cause we didn't, we haven't like from that credit scene, we just know he's going after magicians, but we don't really know him going after strange in particular. So that's kind of like a weird thing that happened there, you know? So um, I'm just of the mindset that I know this film was reshot like four different ways to Sunday and like, there was another movie in here somewhere and something. Yeah, so that's, that's what that's it just, feels like. That's and that's disheartening a little bit. I, uh, yeah. I don't know if I would have liked that. I actually really, if we're gonna go uh, full villain turn with Wanda, I think the her saying the name America actually worked really well because I caught on to that. Like he never told her her name. Yeah, I, I like, did too. Probably not good. So, main Mud Runner says it wasn't really her full origin that this was just an introduction, and that's fair. We're gonna get more of an origin later on. And Maid Mud Runner, it is good to see you. It's been a few weeks, so it is great to see you here. Well, let's get into talking about the A three eight universe. We talk about how they come across the Sanctum Sanctorum. Uh, Strange died uh, fighting Thanos in this universe. Mordo has full dreads he is the sorcerer supreme and he is not there to kill um dr strange much to dr strange's surprise uh looks like kevin's wi-fi crapped out on him a little bit so we'll just pull him down until he's not staggering. i was about to do the same thing out of solidarity but. Uh, <laughs> but we find out and mordo actually does slip something in their tea um and they are taken then over to this baxter foundation research facility 
Um, Alex, what did you make? I know you were very surprised to see Christine Palmer in this circumstance. We talked about that on Strange Sunday, that it felt like Rachel McAdams, we didn't know how she was going to fit into this film, and she actually played a pretty big role yeah. and a pretty fun role. Yeah, yeah, and I think I was reading, um, I think it was either an interview with Michael Waldron or it was an interview with, with a showrunner or something talking about how they had said um, that they had... I think it was Waldron and he had said that they, they had not yet seen the episode of Dr. Strange on what if, but they had the beats of what the story was. They knew start to finish what it was going to be. And he had said like, okay, good, because we wanted to delve into their relationship more in this movie. And we're saying that like that episode put some of the stepping stones there, which I'm so happy for, because I know that that was one of the, it's one of the most boring relationships in the MCU up until what if, right? I mean, we barely get a relationship and then they break up and leave. And so when you see it in what if it was like, wow, this, this actually is a really meaningful relationship to him, but why didn't we see it in the movie? And now we finally get to see it in this movie twice over in two different versions of her. Uh, and so I thought it was awesome. Like you said, I was totally taken by surprise. I did not expect her to be in this universe. I also didn't expect the, you know, Illuminati meeting headquarters to be just in the middle of Central Park either. Like they're very, uh, very blatant with what they're doing, which is interesting. Did somebody mention fixing boring relationships? Tune into Thor Love and Thunder July 8th. Uh, <laughs> the surprise to me, and let's get right into the Illuminati right now. And we'll break down each of the individual members. Kevin, I think you were with me from the standpoint of, we kind of expected the Illuminati to be a TVA of sorts, kind of existing without a, it, without a specific universe tie-in. Mm -hmm. Turns out they're just literally the Avengers of the 838 universe, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that really surprised you as well, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, knowing going in that, obviously, okay, uh, we in the Super Bowl spot, we heard Professor X, so we were like, okay, he's probably in this somehow, and then that's how, and then when we saw the the chairs were like, okay, maybe Illuminati's coming. And then when the poster came out and we saw the little shard with Captain Carter, we're like, oh, maybe she's in it. Like, okay, so then we're thinking, well, we've only seen the animated what if one. So maybe they're pulling, they're literally pulling different versions of the characters from throughout the multiverse, hence Multiverse of Madness, and that they're making up this multiversal Illuminati group, you know. But so yeah, so it was a little shocking that it was just the 838 versions of the characters here, but I wasn't mad about it. I mean, because then seeing what happened it made me realize okay we now have the concept that can be applied to the 616 universe or can uh or also an overarching sort of multiversal but i also feel like depending on how the coordination is like getting the guardians of the multiverse which happened in what if i mean that feels like the tva-esque type uh people now and hopefully that will continue and appear in live action yeah yeah we'll We'll see. Another criticism I have of this film is I, I honestly think it held the audience's hand a little bit too much. It didn't feel like it was too multiversal or too much madness. Like, okay. honestly, there's not that many multiverses in this film. I know we go like we see dinosaurs, we see all that, but like we don't actually spend time in all these different yeah. multiverses. Yeah. It's actually really just two of them, basically. Um, but that's again, like I if my mom said, if you don't have anything nice, to say, don't say anything nice at all. But let's start talking about um, the Illuminati. Um, does anybody really have anything of interest on Mordo? I'd like to talk about the Illuminati and the manner in which they were introduced. Um, Mordo was still Mordo. He just had different yeah. hair, right? Well, well you know, it, when so Dr. Strange brings up that bit where he's goading him and um, he makes some reactions 
to the goat getting uh, that he actually got got in that yeah. sense, if that makes you know what I mean? Like he's like, oh, you know, you you probably wanted this to happen. You probably gave me the dart. And he's over there going like the way he scoffed and whatnot. I'm like, OK, maybe he didn't give him the dark hold. But he definitely was doing something behind the scenes of like, this is actually going to work out really nice for me. So I, I think there's some darkness to this Mordo that we didn't really get to see. Maybe yeah. not as bad as our version of Mordo, but he still has those sensibilities. Mark says, this is mean we get Krasinski in uh, again, or is that fan service? We will talk about that. We will voice our opinions on that. Sarah, we're going to go to you. The second member of the Illuminati that we are introduced to is Haley Atwell's Captain Carter. This is where you said it was introduced and then taken away far too quickly, which we'll talk about as well. How great was it to see a live action version of Captain Carter? It, it was fantastic. I know that people have had mixed feelings about the I can do this all day, but I I may have shrieked in the theater. I was so excited. You were um, spoiled, right? You didn't. Did you had you seen the ads? I I knew about the shield just because the poster everybody knew about the shield yeah and um I wish they hadn't done that because I I, I mean I was already it was already so exciting if I hadn't known about it it's like the white suit in Black Widow I wish they hadn't shown everybody the white suit um but you know what are you going to do Fair enough Alex Captain Carter she's awesome anything extra to add on her I, oh, I, yeah, I, I will say, too, and this is another another point in the column, Sarah, for hopes that she will return. I hope so. This one seemed a little evil, and I, I think evil's not the right word because we only get to see a minute of her, but the reactions that she gives and Short some of the views. comments that she says seem like... Basic, and I think I've mentioned this in the other episode. This group of people has seen some stuff. Like, they've made yes. some very questionable decisions... Uh, she has definitely compromised her beliefs probably more than once and is in this turn of phrase portion of her life now where she has to that that's who she is now. So she's a little crankier. She's a little shorter, yes. uh, which I appreciated. Again, we don't I didn't appreciate it the first time I watched it because I was like, her acting is kind of stiff. But then when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, she's just like. She's kind of upset with the world, which mm -hmm. is kind of deep for, again, just a couple of comments. But again, it may give me hope that there is still a more, you know, um, wholesome and uh, believing in the good sort of thing, Peggy, out there. Well, you it, know how good Haley Atwell can be, too. So, you know, like, sh like stiff acting. It was purposeful. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if if we at some point get a Black Widow and Peggy friendship um, I will be very excited. And it, it could be Yelena. It's, it's, you know, it's fun. But I, I love the what if Peggy. You? Peggy and Nat. Kevin, I'm going to go to you because the very first thing I know that you reflected yes. on in this film was in all capital letters, they recast Anson Mount as Black Bolt. You are the only person in the world that I know that was that excited to see that guy return as that character. Why was this so great to you? <laughs> I did, well, it's less excitement and more of just utter shock. And that's I think, yeah, yeah that's utter shock. I mean, I was excited. To, I was excited, but the, like that that statement was just the utter shock of it all. Um, because I, for the life of me, did not. I didn't know who the actor was throughout the whole time we were watching it because of the whole face um, mask and everything. And then when I look at the credits and the people I was seeing it with, I was like, they were like Anson Mount. I was like, and then I saw it in the credits. I was like, no way. Um, but that was 
such a shock because he had portrayed uh, a black bull in the Inhumans TV series. I say a black bull because it really wasn't. It, he was like the character, but like nowhere near as accurate as the we got this version that we got. So I think it was a great redemption for him to like actually play the character after not playing him in eight episodes of horrible television. He's he's one of your claims to fame, right? Uh, didn't, didn't you do a Broadway? Yes, show I with did him? do. I did do a show with him. Yes, I think that was at, yeah, it was after Inhumans. Yeah, fun so. fact. It was okay. after Inhumans. Look at that. I think so. I don't remember. I think, but I'm pretty sure it was after Inhumans. He meets a very abrupt end that we will talk talk about here in just a minute. But Kevin, I wanted to make sure you got to talk about Anson Mount. Yes, I, it was just so shocking <laughs> because uh, I mean, I remember when the TV series came out. Uh, the it sounded like he was so he was very invested in the character, especially because obviously he can't he can speak, but he chooses not to. Otherwise, he'll level whatever is around as we saw and like decimate things. And so in the show, he like he created his own sign language and like. Uh, 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 signing and everything to like do on the show, and then the show just sucked so bad. <laughs> it just like it, <laughs> it just, was it just It was just really bad. It was just such a disservice to that character and all the other Inhumans that it just was like. I just thought that was just going to be something that Marvel Studios was going to be like. It happened. I know there had been a rumor, maybe that like in Miss Marvel, that it was going to like appear on like a TV set or something like that to be like it oh, was a show funny. within the show, like within the MCU or something too. And like I thought, Marvel Studios was just going to be like it happened. We're just going to leave it over here. We're not going to touch it. But like I, I that's I think that's commendable in a way that they like it's... honored that casting and like let it pay off in such a stellar way. Inhumans is like Rogers the musical. If you don't know what Inhumans <laughs> is, like it is the reason Disney spent seventy billion dollars to acquire Fox. They wanted the X Men. They wanted mutants. That's uh, not exactly true, but um, I say that tongue in cheek. Uh, Alex, we're gonna go go to you on the next one. We meet our Captain Marvel in this universe, and it is Maria Rambo, played by Lashana Lynch, um, just like she was played in Captain Marvel. This was really cool to see. Yeah, definitely. Didn't get as big of a cheer for me or my theater as the other ones, but I think mm -hmm. that is just a product of the fact that we've seen Lashana Lynch recently, and it makes total sense that she would be Captain Marvel in another universe because she totally could have in this one. Um, so it was still cool to see. And again, she's got a little bit of gray hair. She's a little angry. They're they're just they're they're a dark team, and uh, it's it's interesting to see. Like I, I obviously we get one peek right of what they did with strange, but I just would love to see what other kind of dark designs they had throughout their time of plotting and like what brought them together as the Illuminati. Is this the only, you know, is this their Avengers or again, is Marvel just like, this is one of a million. You are never going to see these people again. And we're, we're wasting all our time talking about them. Lashana Lynch, great actor. I want to pitch something else and I want to get your guys' opinion. And I've never said this before to you guys, at least. I wanted to see how evil off the deep end Wanda had gone. And had we gotten Monica Rambo instead of Maria Rambo, how, how Wanda would have reacted to the character mm. of Monica. And if she would have been as dark and crazy as she was at that point, my, I would venture to say yes, considering she's willing to go after Stephen strange in the same manner. But that's a great question. I would like to have seen her be Monica Rambo instead. Part of it is just because I absolutely love the character of Monica Rambo. Nothing against Lashana Lynch or Maria Rambo, but I'm far more invested in the future of the character of Monica Rambo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, the next one was where it got the biggest cheers um, by a lot, whether you agree, disagree, whatever. The smartest man in the world. We got our first MCU mention. Well, back up a little bit. We got our first mention of the Baxter Foundation. So we're already going into the Fantastic Four. But then we get Reed Richards, played by John Krasinski. Sarah, where do you stand on John Krasinski? And then we'll talk about what this may mean for the future of the MCU. I... I always had Nathan Fillion fan casted in my head as Mr. Fantastic, but the day I remember the day that I heard him and Emily Blunt um, just put forth there as, as an option. And I, I was on board. I, I really like, I, I love him. I love him as an actor. I love him and Emily as a couple. Um, I thought he did. I thought he was a little bit, stiff a little bit stiff but i again that could just be the stuff they've seen you know there's there's a lot of stuff they've seen and a lot of sadness that they've been through as a team um so it could just They're be keeping that. this entire secret from the world that steven strange isn't exactly the hero that he's being portrayed to mm -hmm. be because he's the hero that we deserve like to quote the dark knight poorly yeah but it's kind of that situation too yeah they they seem like they have a heaviness to them Alex, fun. we heard we heard Jim Halper, and I don't have a problem with 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 seeing John Krasinski. Like I like Jack Ryan on Amazon. Like I don't have a he's not only Jim Halper to me. But Alex, we heard Jim Halper say the word incursion, and he was part of the of the MCU, at least in the A38 universe. Were you happy to see John Krasinski in this role? And just aside from being excited to see Reed Richards. Sure. Yeah, I will say I was more excited to see Reed Richards than I was to see John Krasinski. But at the same time, I was really excited to see him, too, just to to have another bit of acknowledgement that Marvel listens to the fans. Do I agree yeah. with what the fans are saying? No, but they're they're listening anyway, which is good. Um, my, my thoughts on it are, uh, again, I don't I don't personally think you should allow the fans to be the ones to cast for your films. Cause I think that's a slippery slope. Um, and at the same time, I don't think you should, especially for this type of film should cast an actual married couple to play the married couple. Yeah. They, they are at the top of my list of couples that are going to last, but I could give you five other couples that I thought was on that list as well. That didn't make it. And that would make for some really awkward interactions when they're having to do their films. And there's a million other people that could play both of those characters. So, you know, when I saw the fan art, I was like, okay, cool. That, like, that looks cool. If that's what they choose to do, great. But I was never on the boat for it. And if, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm just glad to see it, though, because now I know, yeah, you know, if it happened, he can do it. He, he was very stiff for a guy that can stretch really far. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I thought he was good with what he did. Again, he's got the beard. He had the beard. He had the cool, the blue was a really good blue color. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, he mentions incursions. But at the same time, world's smartest man giving away what Black Bolt's secret weapon is to oh, Wanda. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's best that his brain explodes. So, so dumb. Evan Reed Richards, what say you on this, on this topic? Um, yeah, I, I'm very much of the camp of uh, it was good. I, I like John Krasinski for this film, but I didn't want him as the main um, 616 version. Um, I think if seeing what happened to the character in this film, if it wasn't John Krasinski, I feel like the conversation would have changed to, oh, Marvel should have gotten John Krasinski to be this one 
version and then would have been done with it. Or they would have been like, oh, now that definitely means John Krasinski wasn't here. So that definitely means he's considered or is going to be the main one, you know? So now the conversation is flipped of it's like, I feel like it's more of the minority of people saying, oh, he's going to stay on through as the 616. And most people are like, it was, it happened. They acknowledge the fans and then it's done with, and then they're going to cast somebody new, you know? So um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it, it I thought it, that was the only like the, pretty much like the only outside of Black Bolt, the only surprised uh, Illuminati member. For me. Well, I mean, once I heard the Baxter Foundation, I was like, ooh, something's coming probably. But then it didn't like in my mind, it like kind of switched off for a second until I saw it was him. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I caught the Baxter, Baxter Foundation drop immediately, but I assumed it to be like the Stephen Strange drop in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, mm -hmm. like just mm -hmm. to say it, move on and, and yeah. go ahead, Sarah. Can I ask a question? Um, it is so I don't understand the logic. It's in in my brain. It's it's kind of contradictory. So we can have John Krasinski playing Reed Richards in this universe, mm -hmm. uh, but now, like now that he's been here, he's done whatever. But Haley Atwell can come back as Peggy Carter, live action Peggy Carter. Yeah. I, can somebody explain how yeah, that look, logic look at works. Sarah. So like look in Loki, you've got, you've right. got alligator Loki, but then you also have another Tom Hiddleston Loki. That was one of them. Remember the, the president Loki yes. that was, ha so there also you boastful know, Loki kid Loki. Old right. Loki. So like there's in, in so the vastness of the multiverse, there are an infinite number of different ver. This is just Marvel flexing themselves. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, this is the same with books, movie, whatever. It's whatever the writers want. Right. Yeah. If, if the next movie, it makes sense to have Captain Carter in it. Awesome. Great. Let's put her in. If the next movie makes sense to have recasting T'Challa, let's pull a brand new actor from a different multiverse. Who's also already T'Challa in this. Like it, it's whatever makes the film make sense. So I, I think again, and that's what was going through my head was like, okay, all of these are fan service this to say we're done. We're done seeing professor X or we're done seeing Patrick Stewart as Professor X. We're not seeing Anson Mount again. But for Captain mm -hmm. Carter, I think there's key pieces there to say, we're done with this Captain Carter, but like she exists. This was more of a, hey, she actually exists. She's real. We're going to see her again. Because we've already seen her other variant, which would be Steve Rogers. Unless they choose a different Captain Carter or a different character as well. But that's that's that's, that's where I'm at. Is I, I think they gave us enough actors that... I, I think the only time I would feel fully convinced of it if they had given us one other actor that was Steve has always Benedict Cumberbatch, so we didn't see any variation there. But Loki, we saw the variation. I think we saw the variation and the similarities between the 616 universe be, because Patrick Stewart's not going to be Professor X in the future. There's It's just simply not going to happen. Had it been, was it James McAvoy? Yeah. Had it been him, maybe they were actually going to keep going. But I think we're going to have <laughs> Three of our characters are the 616 variant, look the same, same actor. You would have been so mad, Sarah, if they had put Captain Carter on the screen and it wasn't Haley Atwell. So, yes, I mean, true. So that's that's part of it, too. So, uh, I mean, Maria Rambo, that's where you kind of say, okay, things things went differently. I, right. I walked out of the theater thinking it was an, a casting announcement for John Krasinski. I have changed my mind on that. I do feel like that this was just. There's reports that Daniel Craig was gonna. Like, I don't know if I. I don't know if I buy that. Like I feel like this was a John Krasinski thing. Two days in, get him in. You give the fans what they want, and then you can go forward. Whether you work with him as the director on Fantastic Four, like whatever, like that. Who who knows what's gonna matter? But I I think Krasinski's done. I hope Krasinski's. 
done. It's nothing against him whatsoever. It just, I don't know. He doesn't give off smartest man in the world to me. That's nothing against him. Um, I, my, honestly, my, one of my tops is Bill Hader. I think Bill Hader could be a really great Reed Richards. If we want to go big time actor, Sarah Halle Finn is the best casting casting director in Hollywood. She's going to find a Reed Richards. I just want yep. Seth Rogen as Ben Grimm. Just <laughs> 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 um, and then we get introduced to Professor X. He's got a yellow wheelchair. Charles Xavier. I don't know why they marketed the film in the manner in which they did to show that yellow wheelchair, but we do get that amazing score behind it um, that matches the X-Men animated series film. But we went on a little bit long talking about the Illuminati. Does anybody else have anything here before we move on to how the Illuminati meet their end? I just, I just based on the casting, I think, I think we could see Patrick Stewart again, not as like the main Charles Xavier, but I think we could see him back in the role in some multiversal capacity or whatever thing. But I think John Krasinski's done except for maybe another, another as another version in secret, uh, secret wars. If he comes around and I definitely think Anson Mount was done because whenever inhumans properly come in, it's definitely going to be some like new people. But um, yeah, I think it's, it's just playing with, I don't know if humans inhumans ever properly come in. The most famous inhuman is about to be introduced and she's probably not an inhuman at all. Yeah. But, but they planted the seed, right? They, they, planted, they planted the they seed now. They, I mean, they gave there, yeah. I, I lost my mind when he came on screen. So did he. I, I, I was like, who is that? That mask is like that does not look the same. But then I, I did catch that it was Anson Mount. So I was like, yeah. holy cow, not only did they get Anson Mount, but they call him the leader of the inhumans and keeper of the Terrigen Mist, which Black is like Agar, two things they uh, always Altagon. say whenever they're introducing Black Bolt in the comics. And so now the stage has been set, right? If they want to do Inhumans, they can. We've explained it in another universe, so they could exist. But maybe in our universe, they don't exist. And they come over from an... You know, well, like I said, the possibilities are endless, but I love that they treated each of these characters with respect, even though we only saw them for a little bit. Um, we know that now, like... We know everything. We know the Fantastic Four exists. We know the mutants exist. Like all of it was given to us here. It was just done in such a quick thing that I think some of it kind of came and went over our heads. I feel like it, it essentially they were we were in a universe where Marvel was like, this is what the MCU essentially could have looked like if we had all the rights yep. and we had established things like in the comics, like Inhumans exist, X Men exist, Fantastic Four exists. The uh, we have the cosmic element, we have the Avengers grounded element, you know, like and magic exists, like all this coexists here, and it can at some point maybe out in our main MCU. Wanda comes in, Reed taunts her a little bit. Uh, the whole is is their mother still alive? Good, then somebody will be alive to raise them. Absolutely brutal. Elizabeth Olsen was awesome in this scene. Um, I, again, I don't agree with the villain turn. It is what it is, but she was fantastic. And this scene was a lot of fun. Let's talk about them in the order in which they get taken out. Deadpool style, Ryan Reynolds from X-Men origins. Wolverine gets his mouth covered and Alex, you said it. He lost his mind. You lost your mind. He lost his mind in one word, Alex. How would you describe the way black bolt black bolt went out? Uh, quietly. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I did, and I wasn't complaining at all because, again, all I've ever wanted from Black Bolt was to see him speak or even just whisper, and we got that in the movie. So when that happened, I was like, you know what? I he can die a happy man, and so can I because 
we got to see him. We got to see what he can do, and then he did it to himself. So it was uh, that was crazy. But I, I was not expecting that. And when when she's like, "What mouth?" and I was just like, "Wait, what is about to happen?" It was like, "Oh, because you know he took a breath in, so he had to breathe. He had to breathe out." And maybe she took out his nose too. I, I don't know. But I, I was glad that I was like, oh, this is how things are going to go. I, I was the only one that cheered in the theater when that happened. And <laughs> I was like, oh, that because I started cheering when all of them started dying, because that was just like, like I said, it was very Rick and Morty esque of like, here's this other universe. And let's show you why, you know, Rick always says nothing matters. And like, this is showing you why nothing matters do it. We don't get enough death in the MCU. And here we got as much of it as we can handle because you know, they're going to be bringing characters back and all that. Like it was nice to finally see them. So finitely kill people, not, not hidden away, not, not under a crumbling building or away from the camera that we don't get to see like right in your face. Sarah, too violent for you. I, I mean, uh, I love, like, I love resident evil. Resident evil is one of my, guilty pleasures not so guilty um but i i don't mind slasher flicks and horror genre stuff i just this was so i i have a theater degree my it has been drilled into me to understand your motivation so what is the motivation of the of your characters and the story and what's like the intentions I just I felt like this was so backwards from everything that had been built up in WandaVision and we didn't get an explanation why she wouldn't it, even put the kids to bed because it, it was painful enough to create Westview that and now she's just out there killing people without even thinking twice about it I just it just makes no sense it makes no sense to me, but well, anyway, so that's, them, that's though, what she was that. Was so she didn't kill, Wanda didn't kill them. 838 Wanda killed them. Well, no, 616. Did it? Did it though? Was it? I mean, is the puppet master at fault for the puppet? Who's Absolutely. That? So yes. then why are we, upset, <laughs> why are we upset at all the kills the winter soldiers had? When we he are. was just we are. That's why we that's are. Why oh, okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm just talking. Killed my mom. We're yeah, mad. Caused the whole civil war. Yeah. Kevin. Not, not too violent. I just want the motivation to make sense. It didn't make sense to me. Kevin exploding brains and blue ramen noodles out of Reed Richards. Yeah. It was just, it, it was, all worked for you. It was fine. It was shocking. It was like, it was like literally seeing black bolt. It was like, Oh my God, like what is going on? And it's like, Oh God, like, Remembering back from the trailer, seeing um, Wanda going against the person who eventually became uh, Lashana Lynch, uh, Ma Maria, um, that person is like, oh, she's about to like just go off on like all of them and like just like destroy them. And then like, yeah, but then like seeing the way that all of them just like met their end was just uh, crazy and just shocking to say the least. But yeah, I was fine with all of it because like Alex said, I knew these weren't like these weren't our versions of the characters these weren't um versions that i expected to last past this movie so um i was fine with all of it alex um i i actually alex get ready to talk about how where this could lead us of an avengers versus x-men kind of setup but i want to go to sarah i want sarah to be able to get it off of her chest that captain carter got cut in half by her shield she could do this all day I'm sorry. Until she Sarah. couldn't. I mean, go. 
Good Lord, at least give it like a minute to marinate. You know, like I don't even think I was done cheering for that line. And then she was split in half. I was like, well, I feel like a moron. I was wearing this shirt. <laughs> I was so mad. Ugh. But I we did get that line, which was a, a little bit of a silver lining for me. Some people thought it was corny. I it actually really worked for me. I loved I, it. I thought it was I thought oh, it was great. Alex, this has this entire A38 universe, the invasion of, of Wanda Maximoff is leading some people to believe, and it sounds like you at least might be kind of on the same board of this could lead us toward an X-Men or excuse me, Avengers versus X-Men type of story set up, Secret Wars, something to that effect. So please go ahead. Yeah. So I, and I, I had seen, I, I think that it was either phase zero or someone had brought this up as an idea of like, well, maybe that's what's going to happen. I don't think they're going to call it Avengers versus X-Men. I still think that that could be, and again, it's total possibility. It's random, but like, it could be just secret wars, right. Of the fact that, you know, I was assuming secret wars would be now, you know, Steven's got to research all of this stuff. He's got to learn about it. And all of a sudden, like with, with Clea, hey, there's another incursion. And now we've got to deal with that. And then you got to keep dealing with the incursions until there's only one incursion left, which is Earth. And then this final Earth, again, from the comics. I didn't think about, you just have a universe now that, again, we don't know who in that universe also knows what's going on. I, well, no, we do, right? Mordo. Mordo's alive. So you've got somebody who witnessed this. But we now have the leader of the X-Men, the leader of the Inhumans, the leader of the Fantastic Four, um, the leader of America, of Captain Carter. They're all dead. They've all been killed. And and you don't think any of them are going to be like, oh, we need to get revenge for this, right? I mean, comic book wise, you'd say, yeah, that's a no brainer. They're going to go get the revenge. I just don't know how they would tie it in, but it makes a lot of sense to say, OK, maybe that's. Maybe we've now officially established what the two Earths are that end the incursions at the very end is 838 and 616. And so, again, in the comics, what happens is as they're about to collide, you know, all of the heroes from both of these Earths fight each other. To, because at the end of the day, if one of the Earths gets destroyed, it's over and the other Earth survives. And so they're literally fighting for their lives. And so it would be really cool to see all of the X-Men, all of the Inhumans, all coming from this one Earth and then all of our MCU characters coming mashed together and now we get all the x-men in our universe that all comes over it could be i don't know i could be crazy too can i ask a quick question what, for for the noobs me um what why is the word incursion important that's like the main that's what they're called in hickman's avengers run so at the yeah, beginning of his Avengers run, that's what that's the the impetus of the Avengers, New Avengers, Secret Wars. That whole storyline for like five years was around these incursions. So it's like a disturbance in the force kind of. Yeah. So basically what it is real quick is that um, the, the there's right there's a multiverse. There's millions and yes. millions of different multiverses and they're all set on a specific path between life and death. Right. Of the universe. So you've got the death of the universe, life of the universe, all these things just lined up. And so what ends up happening in the comics is like you speak one of them somehow sped towards an early death, a villain, say, OK, so that that universe has now collapsed. So you've got universes on both sides of that. Right. You know, all these universes lined up and now that universe is gone. So it's like a domino effect. So now this one, they're oh, all slowly okay. starting to move up in the queue, so to speak. And so as they're starting to go, they bump into each other. And so what happens during that time is there's like 
kind of like in this where things weird things start happening you start seeing things from other universes in your universe but the end purpose of it is either during this incursion spider-man shows up as a pig for example exactly yeah, yeah. spider-man's a pig in one he's in a giraffe in the other and as these universes are colliding either both of the earth's collide and both of those universes are destroyed completely the entire universe or one of the earths dies and then that other earth freely passes through the incursion point and then both universes survive just the one earth has to die so the illuminati in the comics is tasked with this terrible task of do you like what's your choice what's your option you either have to destroy an entire planet or your entire universe is dead and their universe is dead. So they, they go through a lot of like, a big oh my God, this is insane. We should be telling mm-hmm. people about this, but you can't because it would cause a worldwide panic. So um, it's very interesting. And he does such a good job of going through that. Like it's like 40 issues for both, both stories. So you're getting like just beyond. Yeah. It's crazy. I'll stop talking. Thank you. No, no, no. That was perfect. Thank you. You're good. If if you feel like that's going to be too much to track, stick with Earth Mightiest Weirdos. If that does happen, we will be able to walk you through it. Um, Anything else left on the Illuminati? I want to talk real quick about the the tunnel under the river. Alex, she is a zombie. We thought she was a zombie from the trailer. Wanda with that limp, super creepy, super terrifying, but all that stuff under the river was an absolute blast other than they hide her behind a blast door and all of a sudden she just ends up on the other side anyway but what did you make of i love the- that you're more mad about that than you I are of them shutting the blast door and just standing there yeah i was mad at them just standing i, there. I, I was I saying, her coming run. Was super creepy like oh that makes sense she's got her witchy ways and she can just go through a wall easy but easy. i'm chalking that one up under i hated some of the pacing of this film and the sam raimi campy horror stuff so like i'm not willing to like I don't know. Like horror horror films really aren't my genre, but like I don't know. Watching the slow motion zoom in, like zoom out the camera, man. Anyway. Um, yes. Yes. But but the this tunnel under the scene, we got Elizabeth Olsen just being scary as can be. Um they eventually get into this world between worlds. Uh what is it called? The junction. Gap junction. Gap yeah, junction. Gap junction. Gap junction. Thank you. Uh I I was mad that they didn't close the door behind them, but Alex you pointed out they would have needed to get back in somehow. Um, but they didn't last, to do it with the watch. To do it, yeah. So the last thing I want to ask about is at this point, this is where 616 Wanda stops dreamwalking from the 838 Wanda. Some people are under the impression that the Scarlet Witch, Wanda doesn't have those powers in the 838 universe. I would ve- I would argue that she still is the Scarlet Witch in the 838 universe because she uses her powers to get back up to that door. Mm-hmm. So how do we explain the Scarlet Witch as a Nexus being yet still having another variant? This is a question I've been asked by multiple people and you guys are all a little bit unprepared for this, but I would love to talk it out to try and answer that question for some people. And then we will wrap up our 838 discussion. I think did didn't we somehow determine that she wasn't actually called a nexus being? Did we did did we say I I know the WandaVision WandaVision commercial was for the Nexus pills and whatever and it was like, oh Nexus being, but then uh, because I rewatched the last two episodes of WandaVision before going to see see it. it. And there's anything about her being a Nexus being or anything like that. Um, so 
I don't. So I think that was just us, like putting our thoughts on it. Does Agatha say it for something? No, See, I thought I, Agatha. I thought Agatha said it too, but I think I think Kevin's right. But I think yeah, I don't also think Agatha people jump to the people jump to the conclusion that Doctor Strange was at some point the uh, Sorcerer yep. Supreme, and right. Alex and I were both team. He never was, and I was team never. He not. never was. But uh, like yeah, so movie. yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, I, Agatha never says it. I think she she just says um, the dark hole with the book of the dam, and just um, tells uh, it just talks about a being known as the Scarlet Witch who can like do chaos magic and like that's i think that's it is and i mean i literally just watched this a couple of weeks ago and i still can't remember fully but um i think that's all so i don't think she's technically a nexus being but conversely i think america is a nexus being or whatever we want to call it because she said she doesn't dream or have right. dreams which we've established is you you going into your other multiverse selves so um yeah i think in the 838 universe, to get back to your the question, I think in the 838 universe, she has her hex powers and whatnot, but I, but is she called the Scarlet Witch? Who knows? But I think that's fine. So, uh, Maya says, does Nexus being mean there's only one in all multiverses? From a comic book standpoint, yes, the MCU might rewrite that as well. We don't, mm -hmm. we don't know for sure, but they have introduced at least like the it. concept because America is out there. Alex. Do you believe Wanda to be capable in the 838 universe as she is in the 616 universe and has just chosen good? Uh, no, because I think that she, um, we, we saw she, her, she has her powers. She is the Scarlet Witch, right? She's always been the Scarlet Witch. It's just that, you know, then that's what they said, right? The Scarlet Witch, what was it? Something, they're forged. But like she was mm -hmm. born with these powers and that's a piece in the comics that and I'm so excited to hopefully see them explore this of like she is everyone hates her. Everyone always hates her because not only is she so powerful, but she's the only magic user that uh, got her powers when she was born. Like every other magic user has to spend decades learning and, and perfecting this stuff. And she just thinks, oh, I can just open this book and it's going to get me everything that I want. And so that's why I say that she's different than this other one, because I don't detect any use of the Darkhold from this uh, Wanda. And so I'd say she's still technically the Scarlet Witch and that she has powers. She can use them, but she's not at the level that our Wanda is because she hasn't been enhanced by the book and hasn't been enhanced by the grief and the loss that she's had from yeah. losing her kids. So she's still got the powers. I mean, it'd be an interesting conversation when she gets back up there and Mordo probably tries to kill her. And she's like, no, it's not me. I promise it's someone else. Um, that, that would be interesting. But yeah. I think, I think they're a little different. Can, can oh, Nexus weird. beings, can Nexus beings be a anyone? Like does, does it have to just be the Scarlet Witch? I feel like in the comics, America like didn't one have any person. And honestly, I hope the movies don't do that because that's like putting yourself in a writing corner. Like, oh, we're just yeah. going to have one person. And if they die, we can never use this character again yeah. from another universe. I, I don't know why they would do that. But I think I think Owen Reese. But that's uh, the why Bollywood. I love the tight knit nature of our MCU is once they're gone, they're gone. Well, right. And in that sense, then, yeah. But I, I think you don't introduce somebody as a nexus being and explain that right. this is a person that only exists in one in all. Oh, there's only one in all of them. Kind of like America, I suppose, that, without yes. killing them. Because I feel like when you announce that, you have to kill them. Because then you go, oh, what's going to happen when they're always gone? Like the whole storyline becomes, we've got to protect this person. Because if they die, they're gone forever. 
And so, but there's cool ways you can get around it for sure. But I, I just think they need to be very careful with who they choose to have that. You choose your first nexus being to be a 14 year old actress who's going to be around for the next 35 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, who knew that an hour still wasn't long enough to talk about uh, the Illuminati, but I need the answer as to how these boys exist. Who is their father? Are they adopted by Wanda? Um, David from the Modern Gods podcast is still under the potential impression, and I don't believe I'm I'm speaking for him. I believe some people at least think that, that the Hex still exists in other multiverses and they are still a product of the Hex. I don't think that... I think they're real. I think they're real physical kids in every universe but, but the 616. Um, you know, if there had only been a two-hour film where they could have explained it, I wish... I knew where these boys came from. Like, no mention of Vision. I understand that that Wanda worked through her grief for Vision in that film and still hasn't worked through her grief about her boys. However, I think she did, man. When she tucked her boys in at the end of WandaVision, she'd come to grips with they weren't real and that it is what it is. And then I know she delved into the dark hold and found out they were real everywhere but our universe. But those that's at the crux of it. Those are some of my issues with this film but the 838 universe itself i think is the highest point of this film and it gives us a lot to talk about sarah any final thoughts on the 838 universe and uh anything else to plug i uh i just i hope we get captain carter back live action captain carter um yes plugging the nerd emporium extravaganza the may extravaganza show at the end of the month may 27th friday just At another seven. thing to add to that day, May 27th. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you can always come back and, and watch it. Y'all don't have to watch it live, but you do. Um, but, yeah, you can come back and watch it later when you is have a Marcia chance to breathe. Yeah, is Marsha going to be on? Absolutely. Yes. Marsha, she can't believe that everyone loves her so much. It's kind of cute. April, check out the April uh, extravaganza from the Nerd Emporium. A really great interview that Alex and Sarah were able to do with Kelly Thompson of Marvel Comics. Uh, I, in my opinion, Sarah, the greatest piece of content that uh, Nerd Life Network has put out to date. So please, Aww. please check it out. Kevin, so anything you. on your part? Um, I think uh, I think I may have uh, been frozen at the beginning when you were talking about the calling the MCU 616. I don't know if you guys covered that. I might have. We actually, it. we actually didn't. Um, oh, so I just wanted to talk quickly on that. Cause I've been seeing people say like, Oh, like, well, so quick backstory in 2008, there was a guidebook that got released right at the beginning of Iron Man that labeled the Marvel films. I don't know if they said MCU at that point, but as earth one, nine, 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 I think one with like five nines or six nines. So that's been the earth designation in Marvel multiverse for like up until this point so then the movie says oh this is earth 616 and everybody's like losing their minds about it because 616 is the comics universe and the way i look at it is within the larger marvel corporate structure the mcu is earth 1999 whatever and then if you were to like literally like click on that earth and or like zoom in on it within that earth's multiverse of the mcu our earth is earth 616 you know so like it's just like a layer of, of it, I think. So I think it all works. I think they can both work. And I mean, calling it 616 is fine. I don't have any issues with it. But um, that was the only thing I wanted to touch on before uh, we headed out. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if you're that worried about yeah. it, like we got bigger fish to fry. That's true. 
Alex, what's going on in comics and cinema land and anything else on the 838 universe? Yeah, I just I wish we had another hour. I could dive into my thoughts on Wanda. All I'll say is when you have a, when you have no support system and all the people around you have died, there's there's a lot that can push you towards being a bad person. And I think we see that a lot every day in our current lives, especially for a woman who's lost their child. I mean, that can drive you to do anything. And so I, I personally don't. I think you can think of a hundred different reasons why she has kids in another universe, whether it's adoption or fostering or creating it through a hex or just creating it on her own or through Matt, whatever it is. I think, I think that might dive into deep, but again, different conversation, but to say, I, I, uh, but I think it's interesting. Maybe we'll find out. We'll certainly find out, uh, comics and cinema tomorrow. We've got our moon Knight wrap up episode. I guess it's not really a wrap up, but we'll be discussing the entire series. Uh, we've got a special guest, uh, who's in the comments right now? Maya is going to be joining me, uh, and we're going to dive into all things Moon Knight. And then I'm trying to think. I know Brian, you mentioned it. I do have uh, time slotted for uh, the week for Top Gun as a uh, top, which will be interesting. We may have a reverse conversation from WandaVision or from this. I'm not a huge Top Gun fan. I am looking forward to seeing the movie. It looks cool, uh, but when you've got a, uh, there's a bit in the trailer where the where the girl goes. We're all the top flyers of our class. Who could they even think to bring in to train us? And then the next scene is Tom Cruise. I was like, turn it off. you got to be kidding me. But I, I think they're really embracing that 80s camp, which I'm here for. So I, I've heard some good things about the movie. I'm excited to see it. Um, but beyond that, yeah, I think we got Moon Knight. And then I'm going to do, I think the week you're doing the, uh, uh, what is that? The first week in June doing your guys' Avengers Campus. That'll be our Miss Marvel Comics conversation uh, the day before nice. the show comes out. So um, tune in, get 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 to reading some Miss Marvel comics so we can all talk about it. If you love Top Gun, you know the line where the bald guy says, and one admiral's daughter, and Goose leans over and says, Penny Benjamin. And Jennifer Conley's character in the new cop in the new Top Gun is named Penny Benjamin. Wow. I like I am so in on this film, it's not even funny. I cannot wait for it. Anyways. I'm very happy. happy for you. We never did our cosmic, uh, cosmic, or excuse me, our quantum realm rewind look back at WandaVision. I'm kind of glad we didn't because I want to go back and look at WandaVision, especially in the context of this film. So, Alex, I'll make sure that you're at least able to join us that night when we can delve okay. in into more just the character of Wanda and where she went from WandaVision to here. But thank you so much for hanging out with us. Moon Knight's over. I'm going to go back to it for the children. For the children. Earth's Mightiest Weirdos is brought to you by Pinch of Pixie Dust Travel. People who love travel understand that life isn't about the breaths you take, it's about the moments that take your breath away. That's why we help coordinate the most magical adventures for you and your family. Disney, Universal, Sandals, Norwegian, Carnival, and more, we are a full-service concierge travel agency that will help with every aspect of your journey. Let us take care of the details while you enjoy your family. Get a quote today by calling us at 570-832-7798 or fill out a trip request form at pinchapixiedusttravel.com. Just follow the second start of the right straight on to your adventure. That's pinchapixiedusttravel.com, where you're making memories one trip at a time. <laughs> 